Hey, babe, you're listening to episode 82 of the Beam Live podcast. It's always the right time to treat yourself with my guest and fashion lifestyle blogger, Amanda Reeder. Y'all, I love this episode so much. First of all, Amanda is from Nashville, Tennessee, and just has the most inviting, bubbly, fun personality. And while she is an amazing fashion blogger with a killer following on Instagram, I wanted to know a little bit more behind the scenes um, and a little bit more about her story because she exudes such a confidence and there has to be a secret sauce to that, right? So in today's episode, we talk about why she decided to start fashion blogging specifically for the midsize curvy girl and also how she manages to stay sane with being a mom and a wife and having an incredible influencer boss babe career. We also talk about self-love because let's be honest, it's tough when we're busy to love on ourselves. And um, also how she struggles with worthiness and how she achieved having some really great success and breakthroughs in her life. So it's time to get this party started, babe. Let's go. Hey, Beam Babe. Welcome to the Beam Life Podcast, where we are all about honoring your truth prioritizing your passions, and unlocking your potential. Let's go. I'm your host, Caitlin, and it's my calling in life to create this community of like-minded, kick-ass women ready to make moves and live a life they are obsessed with. So if you're ready to be everything and more, babe, let's get this party started. Hey, Amanda, what's going on, girl? How are you? I am good. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. It's really nice to reconnect. And um, I've been following you since we met through our course and you are just kicking ass, taking names. And I love watching all that you're doing. Um, But a lot of the Beam Life community is going to be new to you. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, of course. So I am am Amanda Reeder, uh, the face of Pretty Little Style Blog. Um, I am known for my affordable curvy style fashion. Um, and I teach women that or try to teach women that like, they're more than just a mom. Um, I feel like when women get married, they lose themselves kind of in their kids or in their husbands and kind of lose their identity. And, um, I am here to say that like, you don't have to do that. You can have the best of both worlds, be a good mom. And you are a good mom. And even if you take care of yourself first, you're a good mom because you have to, you have to fill your cup up first such a good message and we could end the podcast there. Done. Signed, sealed, <laughs> delivered. <laughs> no, but, but really, truly it is such an important message. And I think that we need more moms out there like you doing their thing and traveling and feeling like they can dress up and have some style. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that that's, that's one big thing that I think a lot of our listeners will like want to follow you for is because I hear so many of my clients that I work with, they're like, gosh, before I had kids, I was like stylish and cool. Right. Right. And, um, and it's like, like, I had it going on before you had kids. Yeah. It's like, we can, we can keep that going. 
Because guess what? Your kids are looking yeah. at you and like they're thinking, you know, oh, I don't know. You just like when you feel good about yourself, it's easier for you to serve others. Um, you know, and that's that's my whole like philosophy in life is like, you know, serve others. You know, that's what we're here on this earth to do is to serve others and try to help others feel good. And you can't make others feel good if you don't feel good about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that, you know, self-care and self-love is such a um, big topic right now, I would say both on social media and just in the news and on platforms. But it sounds great to say like, let's take care of ourselves and pour, you know, fill our cups. But like, it takes some real deep soul work to kind Mm -hmm. of do that. And I know we're going to get into that today um, because it's not just something that someone can just wake up usually and say, well, I'm going to do this. Um, It is as technically it is as easy as making that decision, but making that decision is what we're going to talk about today about how we get there. But first and foremost, I want to know, you know, how did you get into style blogging specifically for the mid-sized curvy girl? Like what, what drew you to want to do that? So I actually started my account as a home decor account, um, in January of 2019. Um, and I still love home decor. I love making my house a home and feeling like nice and cozy and stuff like that. But soon realized I could not do a lot of that stuff without my husband. Um, and there's only so many rooms that you can a keep clean and b decorate. (laughs) (laughs) So I've always loved shopping. Practicality. Right. You know, there's only so many things you can do with your house. So without like bothering your husband all the time to help you. Um, so in October or like the fall of 2019, I started to like shift gears, um, and realized that like, I love shopping. Um, there is a need for curvy size, um, moms who like could share fashion and stuff like that. And I took it and ran with it. Um, I have always loved like just being like, like just feeling good about myself and like clothes is what, how that made me feel. And, um, you know, using my chubbiness to my advantage, you know what I mean? (laughs) I always tell people, I'm like, you know what? I have something that you don't have. I'm chubby. So it's fine. (laughs) You're like, gotcha. Um, my, my whole life. And, and I love everything you do because I have a fashion background. I went to, I don't know if you know that I went to FIT in New York and I, was a fashion stylist myself. I've always loved fashion. Um, but yeah, I will tell you not being a size two, you know, I'm like Mm -hmm. a size 12, 10, 12. Um, and I've fluctuated all over the map. I've been a 16 and I've been a six. So I've been, um, Mm -hmm. but you know, after having a, uh, my daughter, I've kind of just landed in this like eight to 12 zone. Um, and it's really, powerful to see other women out there with bodies like mine. Um, and I think that it's needed and unique. And I think also the way you put things together really helps women say, okay, I have this thing in my closet, but like, how could I style it to make me feel this confidence and this, um, shine like I did before having kids or before I was married or before I got into this career, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So you told us a little bit about, you know, why and the how. Um, but what I would love to know is throughout this journey, right, since starting this account, I'm sure you've learned a number of things along the <laughs> way. But what is 
something you wish you had known now, like now that you know, but you didn't know then, what did you wish you knew when you started? Oh, golly. Um, there's a lot of free stuff on the internet to learn. Um, Google is your friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I've paid so many, they've all been great. There's been a couple courses where I've been like, mm. um, the one that we took together was all like, I always recommend people, Harley Jordan, her courses are amazing and she's a great like, um, coach. Um, but yes. yeah, there's a lot of free information online before you like invest into all the things. However, even though there is a lot of free information online, it is important to like treat this as a business. Um, you're not going to make money out the gate. This is my third year into this and I'm just not making more than what I made teaching. Um, you know, a lot of people think like, Oh, you know, uh, I don't know, like you're just going to make money like right out the gate and that you, you deserve to make money off the gate, which you should eventually, but like it's a business, you know? Yeah. So. And you said you were a teacher before? Yes. I taught for seven years, um, elementary ed. Um, and I, I always say I retired in uh, 2020. <laughs> I, I love it. Retirement. Yes. Re- early retirement. What was that transition like for you when you decided I'm going to like get out of teaching and go live my, my best life? So it's funny, uh, fall of 2019, I realized that, I mean, I, I never really loved teaching and I feel like as a millennial people, I don't know if I'll get flack on this, but a lot of people who are millennials, um, had parents who push, push them to go to college in a good way. Like, you know, that's what, that's what everybody, it's American dream. You got to go to college all the percent. Yep. All the things. Yep. Um, so, you know, when I was younger, I only thought that I could teach, like, I, you know, everybody's like, you would be such a great teacher. Da, da, da. I always hated teaching. I never wanted to be a teacher. Um, but I went to college cause that's all I thought I could do. It's all no, social media wasn't yep. a thing, you know, um, this, this, what we're doing now was never a thing until like, you know, the last no. 10 years. So, um, I forgot where I was going with that, but anyway, like I, oh, transitioning. So transitioning from education to blogging. So fall of 2019, my son had a year, he was one year old. He was, had seven ear infections his first year of life. So that means I had to take oh. off school. Yeah. I had to take off school. Um, the school I was working at is amazing and it was the hardest thing I had to leave because it was such a great school and such a great community there. Um, but the kids, like if, if you're a teacher, you know, that like your classroom is driven by data. Well, I couldn't keep the data up because I had to take off work to be with my son, you know? So I told, I just told my husband, I said, Hey, like, I don't want to be a teacher. We need to make something else work. Like he works a lot because he's a home inspector and in the Nashville market, like he is busy constantly. Um, so like I, you know, basically told him like one of us needs to slow down and be with the kids and one of us needs to, you know, which I I was like, I'll for sure take that back seat. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, so transitioning out of there fall of 2019, I told my team I was leaving. This was before the COVID before pandemic happened. And I said, I'm leaving, um, unless the economy crashes. That was before COVID. Oh my God. Yes. So, um, March, oh my everything gosh. shut down, mm-hmm. March, everything shut down. Uh, we had weekly zoom meetings and my, t- my coworkers were like, are you still leaving? Are you still leaving? And I said, I'm leaving because if I don't do it now, I will never do it. You know? So I did real estate. Yes. Uh, I went to real estate. I did my real estate license for, um, a year, got that done to close that financial gap between education and blogging. And then I left real estate last, um, May, 2021 to pursue blogging full-time. Thank you for updating us on that and sharing that because I asked, and it was good to go off on that side tangent because 
I have a lot of teachers in this community. Yes. A lot. Mm-hmm. And they love their kids. They love their classroom, but really want something more and want something mm-hmm. different. And I would venture to guess all of them are either our age or maybe a little older, right? And right. same thing, American dream. You go to school, mm-hmm. you stay in this career, you stay in the same career for your whole life. And right. that's just what you do. And so I love hearing other women who have said, you know what? This isn't for me. And it's okay that it's not for me. And I'm going to make a different choice. So thank you for sharing that because I think it's powerful for people to see that transition. Um, as we've talked about, you know, a couple times already, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a full time boss babe on Instagram doing your thing. It's a lot of things to juggle, right? Mm-hmm. And while my community isn't a lot of influencers, they have no idea necessarily what it takes to be an influencer. And I'll tell y'all, it ain't easy. Um, <laughs> how do you jug- How do you juggle all that? Oh my gosh, I don't. I don't even know. Like this past weekend, my mother-in-law, like I, um, I don't know if I this is on the podcast, but I went on a press trip for um, Pigeon Forge, um, which was super fun, um, and it looks super glamorous, like on Instagram stories. Like, oh my gosh, you're getting all to do all things. And I'm like, dude, there's so much work. My car broke down on the way there. Um, all I was thinking about was like, oh my gosh, my car is broke down, and like I'm not gonna get paid. Like all the like you know, just thinking of all the things. Well, they were yes. awesome. Like Pigeon Forge is amazing. They handled all the things, but anyway, um, they like juggling it all. It's, it takes a team. Um, me and my husband live five hours away from our family. Um, so it's, you know, it's just me and Steven, like we make it work. Um, he's also self-employed entrepreneur owns his own business. And so a lot of it falls back on me and I just make it work. You know what I mean? Like if you want something, you make it work and you do it and you make it happen. Um, it's tough. It's not easy by any means, but it's worth it in the end. And, um, we have, there's a thing called drop-in childcare where we're located at. And I'm like, we, we utilize yes. it. So, <laughs> so it takes a village. <laughs> yeah, it really does. And I think it's important to share that aspect of it too, because a lot of, you know, there's a lot of pride sometimes associated to, and, and this is like a perfect segue into where we're going, but there's Mm -hmm. a lot of pride that I think women take that are like, I'm just going to do it all. I'm going to own it all. I'm going to do it by myself. I don't need help from anyone. Right. It's like, while it's like, yes, sis, go, I see you. It's also like, it's okay to ask for help. And in fact, that's amazing self-care. So speaking of self-care, what does that mean? Or, you know, self-love, self-care, I use them tangible, but what does that mean to you? And like, how do you actively practice that? For me personally, I, um, love working out. Um, I love going to the gym. I love lifting weights. That is something I invested in when my daughter was like two. Um, it's not even like, I mean, honestly, I would love to be like, losing weight because of it. But like, it's not even like a losing weight thing. It's like, if I don't work out or go to the gym or like lift weights and get those like endorphins in me, um, I am not in a good headspace. My anxiety is through the roof. Um, and it's just, I have to work out. Like that's something that like I put on for an hour in the mornings. And like, that is my time where I get like, nobody needs to talk to me. Um, you know, and it's definitely something like that's worth the investment. Now I know not everybody loves 
working out. Um, but just finding that time where you can either meditate, pray, um, you know, any of those things, listen to music in the car by yourself and just like belting out your favorite tune. Like that's, that's something so silly and simple, but like it's cheap and it's free and you can do it in your car by yourself. Um, but just yes, carving out that time and like knowing like that's a very important and like, that's my time and nobody can bother me during that time. Like that is my time. Yeah. I think that I'd love to know a little bit more too about, you know, like I said, a lot of women hear the word self-love, self-care, and it feels like intimidating when it shouldn't. So it's like how if someone needs to get me time, right? Like, and they are desiring to crave some, you know, carve out some time and they're craving that time. What's a great way to be able to start doing that? Like, how do you create that routine? So honestly, like just like schedule, like put it on your schedule. Like that is like a non-negotiable thing. Now, you know, sometimes that's not, that's not possible. Like you're a single mom. You can't do that. Like my mom can't do that. She had to work. So it could be as simple as like waking up maybe 15 minutes. You know, it doesn't have to be an hour. It could be 15 minutes, 15 minutes of like you journaling, 15 minutes of you like collecting your thoughts for a second. Um, Personally for me, like I am, I always say I'm an introvert extrovert. I love being around people, but like I have to recharge by myself, whether that be watching a TV Mm. show. I love reality TV. So like, that is like my time. Like I don't want any talking to me. Like, um, but like thinking about it, like, as like, if you were a single mom or like your husband works a lot and stuff like that, like, even if you could do like 15 minutes before your kids wake up or like those 15 minutes, like where it's quiet, get you a glass of wine, yes. get you a little sip of tea. Um, you know, just something simple like that and just putting it, maybe writing it down like a, or a goal, you know, this week I'm going to have like three times a week where I'm going to, carve out 15 minutes just where I can like collect my thoughts and decompress for five seconds. Um, I think in our world, yes. like we, we live in such a, like a, a fast world. And this is something I learned in therapy. Like I, I went to therapy this year. I was in a lot of therapy this year because of anxiety and other things in my personal life. And just like take, st- taking a step back and like thinking like, I don't have to answer this right now, you know, mm, slow it mm-hmm. down and breathe. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. I you said two really important things that I want to um point out and first one is putting yourself scheduling yourself right mm-hmm. like I think I've said this on another podcast or I've said it in my group coaching but like if our kid has a doctor's appointment we go to the doctor's appointment it's right. in our calendar right. or if you have something some important meeting for work you put it in your calendar and we wouldn't miss those meetings. We show up for those meetings, right? So treating ourselves like we do everyone else and scheduling time, right? If it's in the calendar, you treat it like an appointment. You're going right. to make it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that is a great way to be able when someone else asks you like, hey, are you busy? And you look at your calendar, you're like, oh, that's my me time. And you have to be able to set boundaries around that, which is the Girl, second thing yes. you, know, you know, talking about. Yes. Yes. Boundaries. 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 That's like literally my like, <laughs> that's my 2022 word. I'm like, oh, I can't do that. And I love, I love yes. me a good do not disturb button. Like I love the do not disturb button. Like I slide yes. that junk on. Uh, like my husband was trying to get a hold of me yesterday and I had a couple campaigns that were like 
I had to get done yesterday. Well, my husband's a, a, chit, a chitter chatter. Okay. And so we both work from home. We both have very flexible schedules and he's like texting me like all this stuff that like is not important, not irrelevant to my life at all. And I put, Ooh, do not disturb. Can't talk to you right now. Sorry. <laughs> he goes, he texts me back and he goes, Oh, you hit that do not disturb button. And I said, absolutely. I, I have to get shit done. We, we got shit to do. <laughs> hundred percent. I, I die laughing because I have multiple friends that are like, Hey girl, you know, your do not disturb button is on like all the time. And I'm like, yes, I do. I'm very well aware. Yes. (laughs) That is, that's telling you not to disturb me. Um, or that I will get back to you. And I think it's so funny that people are like, you know, it's on, right? I'm like, very much so. Yes. Um, yes. yes. We love so a good for all you listeners. <laughs> if you have an iPhone, I don't know about Android, but if you've got an iPhone, you have a do not disturb button. That is what we're talking about. Use the hell out of it. Okay. That yes. A great, yes. If you're, if you're afraid of conflict or afraid of telling people, no, I didn't see it. I was on do not Except disturb. Except for iPhone, like F- iPhone, like calls you out now because it says like notifications are not on yes. right now. And I'm like, why don't give out my secret. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I know that, you know, some really big, um, pain points for being babes and, and the listeners for this podcast, um, I would say our confidence Mm -hmm. boundaries, body image, um, self-worth. Those are some really big things that seem to be recurring themes. Um, how can you start to build or how did you, because it's always relatable when someone else did it, but how did you, um, start to build your confidence and relationship with yourself, um, over the last couple of years since you've been doing this? Cause I know also as big as an account as you have, you must also get the haters too. Um, so yeah, dealing with all of that and then having your own self-worth, um, you know, ability to have that? What does that look like for you? So I just remember that like, you can only control like what is in your head. Like literally you can only control what's in your head. So if you're only controlling what's in your head, you know, why not make it happy and positive thoughts? Now there's a difference between like being real and like being honest with yourself. And then there's also like that positive, like toxic, toxic, toxic relationship that you have. Like everything is peachy everything's rainbows da, 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 da. and I think it's very important for people to like know the difference between the two um but like at the end of the day it's like you can only control like what is going on in your head you can only control about how like you react to things um you can control like the things that you say to yourself and so for me personally like I grew up in a household where like there wasn't a lot of confidence just to be honest with you um and I um I'm a Christian so like I put myself worth in the Lord and Um, I know that like, there's a greater, greater existence beyond this place. And like, I know that like, I am a child of God and that's, that's where I put my focus in is the Lord Jesus and making sure that like, I am doing the right thing for him every day and living for, for what he wants every day, you know? So, yeah, (laughs) I think that's super important too, in whatever way faith or, um, Mm -hmm. grounding looks like for someone is to have that, um, ability to get grounded. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. what's really important because there is a lot of noise out here. So it's really easy to be, um, distracted or 
to accept what someone else is saying about you or believe what, you know, someone else is telling you you should do with your life. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the, I'm like, that's a no. Right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, hey, I, you get one life to live, and like, I, I'm gonna choose me. I'm gonna live my own life. Jordan Rush posted something yesterday that was like, at the end of the day, like, this is the life that I'm waking up to, and I'm gonna do what I want to do with my life because I'm the person that's waking up to it. I'm the person that has to go to sleep and like know like what my life is. You know, I have to live with it every day. So that's super important to know. Like, it's your life at yes. the end of the day, and you make those decisions. Yeah, and when you. I, I am always a big like believer when you make those decisions and you mm-hmm. like when you know you own your life, even if it's not good right now, when you take ownership of it, you're like, I actually now can change this. Like I have the ability yes. to change it. Yes. Yep. You know, if it's if someone else, if you give the power to someone else and say, Well, my life is like this because of you, you're giving away that power, right? So right. Um, yeah, I love that is getting grounded and being able to know you're in control and have the power of your own mind and thoughts. So good. And that's like, yeah, that's the only thing you can control, you know? Yeah, absolutely. As we start to wrap up here, I have a couple more questions for you, but what is a time, um, in your life where you maybe struggled seeing your own self-worth? Golly. So I grew up, like I said, like not in a super confident household, um, without getting into too, too much detail. Like I grew up in like a very abusive, um, household, unfortunately. And so literally like once my, um, mom removed us from that situation, like it was like a light bulb turned off and I was like, you know what, like this, this is my life and I'm going to choose to like be confident in myself, choose, choose myself within reason, but like, just make sure that like, I am worth everything and I can do this and, um, tell myself every day, like, you know, you are worth it. Like you are, you're worth it. Like you have a daughter that like, you need to show that she's worth it. And I don't, I don't know. I just wake up every day and I'm like trying to make myself, I put myself together. Um, whether that be you putting makeup on or whatever, like getting dressed for yourself, like just knowing that like, man, when I get dressed in the morning or like when I put makeup on or just like feel my best self, it's when I know like, man, I'm worth it. You know what I mean? Cause I am worth it. You're worth it every day. Yes. Yeah. And it's hard. It's, you know, I, um, hold space for you hearing that that's, you know, was something you experienced in your childhood because I know that that's unfortunately the case for a lot of people who have had, you know, a, an upbringing like that. And I think, it's more rare for someone to have a childhood like that and then have this breakthrough on the other side, but it is possible. It happens every day. Um, Well, and I think something else too, and I I meant to say this too, it's like, man, you got to surround yourself with people who are cheering for you. Obviously. I mean, like, which is easier. I feel like, I feel like when I say that it's like, duh, but like a lot of people surround themselves around people who, are toxic to themselves or to your, to you. And it's like, if you mm-hmm. are those five people that you're hanging out with. So like, if you, if your friends aren't feeling confident about themselves or like, they're not making you feel confident, then like, of course you're not going to feel self-worth or whatever. And yes. so like, I have, I have such a good, like five good, 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 good girls in my life who like are constantly cheering for me. We're cheering for each other each and every day and holding each other accountable. Um, and I think that also makes like such a difference in your life is like who you surround yourself with. Yeah. I'm so happy you said that because I know that 
you know, sometimes when we're not in the struggle, it's like, I don't know. I don't remember how I got out of it. But for someone who's in the struggle, it's like, oh, okay. They can start to reflect on who are mm-hmm. they hanging out with. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love how, you know, sometimes we have this vision of like a toxic person as someone who is a liar or a thief right. or a, you know, it doesn't have to be like that. Or like I a love quote unquote like example. bad, bad person. Like Yes. Yeah, bad person. Yes. Yeah. You might not even be realizing what they're doing to you, but if like, I- I'm going to tell you right now, people who are like, say, uh, try to say this lightly. If you are not like cheering for me or like cheering for yourself or like, you know, and that person obviously like needs bigger help than what I can offer them. But like, I don't want to say like throw them to their wayside, but I don't hang out with people who aren't like secure in who they are. You know what I'm saying? Or I try, yeah, to, I like, think... try to keep my close friends like close who are like, they know who they are and they're like confident in that. Yeah. I love using the example of gossip because I think that's a big thing that people don't realize. So, yes. you know, when I started analyzing my friendships and there was this one girl who I used to always hang out with and we're no longer friends, but I realized, gosh, every time I hang out with her, I find myself doing things that I don't normally do. Like I'm not mm-hmm. a backbiter. I don't like talking about other people, let alone women. I think that's bad. But then it's like, all of a sudden you have this friend that's gossipy and you start getting into the gossip with them. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and then I feel icky and gross because I'm like, that's not who I am as a person. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, um, being paying attention, like if you have Mm -hmm. that friend that's always talking bad about someone that always has something negative to say, that's a pessimist. Like that's also an example. Oh my gosh. And it's like, makes you draining. Like it makes you so drained from it. Like, I cannot, like, they are not, like, I have a a bench. They are not on my bench. (laughs) I have been friends with the same five, five girls for, gosh, 10, 10, 11 years. And they have always been like number one support team. And like, I think that's super important. I always feel good when I leave there, like when I leave them. Yes. That's, that's a saying like the next, a good sign of a, you know, an important relationship is that you feel full leaving, mm-hmm. right? Like you feel like, ah, oh, this was refreshing. Yes, I like needed this rejuvenated. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Not yes. like a wilted flower. <laughs> so, I mean, this is, this is how I knew I loved podcasting because after I have conversations like this, I feel full. Like I'm excited. I'm like, this is, this is my heart. Like this is where I should be. Right. And I think that's a really good indicator for a lot of us is, when we're feeling constantly drained, whether it's leaving our work or hanging out with someone or in a relationship, it's like, we need to change this dynamic. So, you know, I'd love to know before we wrap up, what is next for you on your journey? What are you working on right now? Oh, trying to make sure my son (laughs) isn't going to go to jail. He, he's four and he is wild, but, um, I feel like, uh, we're getting into the summer season. So, uh, my kids are going to camp. So just doing the mom thing, taking care of my kids during the summertime, making sure that they're being their chauffeur. Um, I just launched some digital style guides, um, and trying to like, yeah. Yeah. So as business side, I just launched some like digital, like magazine style guides situations to help women, like, um, know like what they should have in their closets to like be able to like quickly get ready in the morning. 
with like wardrobe staples. And Love. then um, I'm also like trying to t- like dabble in like virtual style sessions. So like doing style sessions online across the country. Um, but yeah, that's it. Oh my gosh, that is so great. I'm excited for you. And your four-year-old son can be in jail with my five-year-old daughter because she's oh my also gosh. wild. Yes. So. <laughs> I have an eight-year-old girl who like tricked us. She was so good. Like I was like, oh, I can have like, you know, 60 kids. And then Graham came along and he was like, oh, <laughs> joke. Yeah. So we Jokes said, yeah, on you. Done. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Well, Amanda, this is amazing. Um, where can listeners find you? What's your Instagram handle? So I am at pretty little style blog on all handles, um, TikTok, And then of course my email, if you ever need to reach out to me, if you can't get a hold of me on, um, DMS, I am pretty little style blog at gmail.com. And then my website is pretty little style blog.com. Amazing. And I'll link all that in the show notes. And that's all I got. So thank you for your amazing, fun tidbits and self-love. I feel full. This conversation was amazing and I'm grateful for you. So keep on beaming, girl. Thank you. You are the best, Beam Babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another Beam Babe or post it on social and tag me at The Beam Life so I can tell you thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text, yes, a real text, to 323-673-2709 where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.